Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 66, When Life Becomes Overwhelming, The Answer Isn't More Motivation, It's to Begin Subtracting. Now, I originally saw a post from Philosophy of Leisure that said, when life becomes overwhelming, the answer isn't uh, better planning or more motivation, it's to begin subtracting. I took out the better planning part, although I get the the idea of that, um, that, uh, you know, um, don't plan more, don't need more motivation, don't Don't do more, 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 more. When life is overwhelming, often at times we have to start removing activities that might be hindering our growth, our progress, our sanity, (laughs) our joy, right? Um, and, uh, And quite frankly, if we're doing more, um, that doesn't mean we need to redline it and do even more on top of that. Um, I truly believe, and especially because I've become a very systems-oriented person, and I think that's where when you think about planning, it could also be that you have systems that do things for you. But um, I believe in using systems and efficiency that you can actually gain and do a lot more in less, with less, and from less, right? And you guys have heard me talk about this over and over and over again, but I, I just, I don't think there's ever really enough content on this um, because... The book uh, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McKeown, um, you know, talked about this. And we've talked about this. You've heard me talk about this on the podcast about removing the 90% of things that are unimportant. Now, we are human beings. We're souls having human experiences, but we're human beings and um, life happens. And sometimes we um, get so into the marathon that all of a sudden we've moved a little off um, the track of the tools that keep us very much in alignment um, and overwhelm can kick in. I want everybody to feel that that is a very natural thing. Overwhelm happens to all of us at any given time. I do think we get better at it when we practice getting better at it. Anything that you practice at, pretty much become better at, right? So now what I wanted to discuss in this episode was, you know, how do we how do we better understand what's happening with the overwhelm? What is actually happening with it? Um, and because we can't begin subtracting things or maneuvering activities and tasks that we should be focusing on unless we have an understanding of what is going on with the overwhelm, where is it coming from, etc. Right. And so there were several questions that um, I, I want to pose to you at, that you can ask yourself. And I can actually give you then a very specific example. So one thing first you should ask yourself, and you can write these down, of course, is where is the overwhelm coming from? Now, you have to be very, very careful not to start like pitting it on particularly, you know, like like blame. You don't want blame, right? Um, you want to look at it more from um, like, for example, I'll give you an example with me. Like, where does the overwhelm come from? Well, I know that um, the things that I am most focused on right now um, and very clear on and want to be doing are especially like really in this case I'm talking about like in business um, you know with my with my work personally and in my personal brand and, and things that I want to bring more to the world with my writing are very near and dear to my heart the podcast the writing the building the community online these are very important things to me um, 
I also do have some, uh, you know, a couple of really great clients. I like that every now and then potentially new people might come in. Um, and if they're not necessarily aligned, um, and I, you know, it had, I, this is actually more in the past cause this isn't really anybody recently, but, um, if they, um, weren't necessarily aligned in the project, uh, for me and they started kind of taking more of my time and basically I started using more of my creativity, my time, my, you know, without enough boundaries or whatever it might be, that's actually not their fault. That's my fault. If I gave up my boundaries, I then ended up giving too much to them and not enough to me again, not their fault. Um, it, yes, maybe personality could be another <laughs> subject, but maybe that's for another podcast. But the point being is that in that moment, I then can look at myself and say, okay, what do I need to pull back? What do I need to subtract? Is it time giving to them? So that way I have more for myself, etc. So the point being is that you have to understand where is the overwhelm coming from and then take personal accountability and responsibility. Notice I didn't blame the client in this particular subject. I just looked at it as like, okay, I'm giving too much extra time and I have to set that boundary. And I know sometimes we all worry about what somebody else, how they might take that, you know, like how would that client take that? But often at times, you know, people will pretty much respect you. So now other, another thing to ask yourself, what are all the things that you're doing right now? What are all the things? Write them out. What are all the things? Can you prioritize them? Maybe all the things are warranted, but can you prioritize them? This is really about taking stock and inventory of your life presently on an ongoing basis, whether it's weekly, daily, monthly, however you need to do it. It's understanding all the things that you are doing. And then where is the overwhelm coming from? If you can write those things down, you can kind of have an idea of like, okay, um, are any of these things something that I can do later? Or how can I maneuver them in a way where it allows, it affords me both, you know, the piece of the things that I need to be doing and um, the, uh, you know, the responsibility of these other things that I also have to have, right? So you're just being very present with all of the things. Now, um, why is it important to know what are, what are the things that you're doing is because there's a third question here. What are the things that are needed even if you don't like doing them? Right. And so why is this important? Because those things might be part of the 10% of the important focused area things, not the 90%. Very important to know that. Why is it important to know that? Because it's one thing to know of if, you know, you're removing 90% of the unimportant things, but maybe in the 10%, there are some things you don't necessarily feel like doing, but are needed, right? Like for example, um, you know, when I build some things right now for my community online, um, um, it requires a lot of intense systems building the back end. I don't always feel like doing that, but, um, it's very much needed. It's very much part of my mission and it very much plays into the bigger picture and, um, relieves a lot of, uh, stress in the future as well. Do I completely feel like doing them? Not a hundred percent of the time, but I, but once I jump into it and start doing it, I, I experience such relief of implementing something that I know is for something that is important to me. And that is like almost like a double win, right? Okay. So then the next thing is, and this is really, really important. This kind of goes back to what I was saying in the first point, what's stealing from your joy of the things you normally like doing, but now have no energy for them. What's stealing from your joy of the things you normally like doing, but now have no energy for them. 
Um, I've experienced this a lot, especially in, uh, when I uh, was more just so in the consulting, um, even before I had the, the agency or now like my personal brand that I'm managing. But um, and I had this conversation uh, with a buddy of mine um, when he was burning out and, um, you know, and we even talked about this with our online community, not not my um you know, not just my community, but this this topic came up with the creator community, right? The build one thing community, um, because burnout and overwhelm definitely can set in. And um, we have to be very careful that um, when the things that we normally like to do now feel like work, it's, it's um, you know, if we're not careful, and I mean like feel like work that we don't even want to do it it feels like a drag you know we have no energy for it we'd be very careful that it's not that the season of doing that work that you love to do normally do is over it could actually be because you were burnt out from expending your energy elsewhere very majorly key component are you giving energy and attention elsewhere and by the time you get to the things that you love to do there is no energy to give to it so it feels like a very mundane um you know tiresome task that you know you can't show up for and therefore you no longer feel like um you know it's you know, maybe it's not resonating with me. And I was, you know, I was telling a buddy of mine, I was like, hey, I'm like, these are things you normally love to do. Where's the overwhelm coming from? And it just so happened that other people um, were needing those same things. And I was like, oh, I've dealt with that too. I've dealt with that. So like, I'll give you an example. When I was consulting with several people on some of the same things that I was building for myself, when I show them how to do it all for them, and I was also, you know, um, helping them w- from a creativity standpoint, which I learned, like you want to help people give direction, but you want to get out of their way and let them get into creativity. This is, you know, some time ago, but when I gave them a more of my creativity and was building all their things, well, I'm not necessarily building my things. So by the time I came to my things, I was so burnt out and tired. There was no creativity left to, e- to, to ooze out right into my, and onto, uh, into my work. And so I started to feel very overwhelmed. I started like thinking about, you know, should I even be doing this anymore? And I realized like, that's not even true. I'm just not, I'm just overwhelmed, right? So you have to be very cognizant of what's stealing from the joy of the things you normally like to do. Um, So, you know, or would normally have in your world that now you feel like maybe you're neglecting because other things have pulled you away. How do you come back to the things that bring you joy? How do you come back to the, 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 the experiences, your art, you know, the, the daily routines, the people in your life, all the things that bring you joy? How do you come back to that? And how do you subtract the things that might have, you know, pulled you off track? It's very common. It can happen, right? So that's why I said when life becomes overwhelming, the answer isn't more motivation. Like, yeah, keep doing more. Keep, keep you know, keep pedal to the metal. It really could be subtracting. Right. And so and think about this. Um, and I've, I've given this advice before. And it's something that I, I realized, too. The reason why this is a very important life practice is because um, just like, you know, how I mentioned how if you're if if things are stealing from your joy of the things that you naturally like to do. Well, this doesn't necessarily have to just be your art. This could be um, your friendships, your relationships, your business, your your home, your, your extended family, right? Normally your extended family brings you joy, but you're maybe not spending as much time with them, you know? Um, and so that's why 
but normally that's but normally you did and so we have to look at how overwhelm can um, divert us and distract us from the things that are most important to us and I think as long as we have grace with ourselves not I think I know as long as we have grace with ourselves and we constantly ask ourselves questions and constantly check in with ourselves and constantly write things down if we need to and constantly just become present throughout the day or practice becoming present throughout the day and saying is this stealing from my joy or is this taking me away from the things that need should and want more of my time and i want to give more of my time versus the things that like you know in the bigger picture may not you know may actually just take from me and not really replenish me and i think if you have a baseline of that where you're constantly practicing being present in that standpoint you'll reduce a lot of overwhelm much faster and that's subtracting um, you know, and I know that the original quote had, you know, better planning in there, as I mentioned, and I get it. You don't want to keep planning more, but I do think with systems, you can have efficient planning. Like for me, um, when I actually have good um, planning of the things that do bring me joy and it's systematically in my schedule, well, I actually have more time. <laughs> so I think it just depends on how we want to use, uh, you know, phrases and words and all that other stuff. But I get it. You don't want to just add, keep adding more, more motivation, more activities, more, 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 more. That's not going to help reduce overwhelm. We need to subtract. And so, you know, again, the types of questions you want to ask yourself are, where does the overwhelm come from? What are the things that you are currently doing? What are all the things? Write all the things down. Um, what are the things that are needed, even if you don't like doing them, so you can make sure to bucket them in that 90% or excuse me, the 10% of where, you know, that the focus versus the 90% of the unimportant that you need to reduce. And what's stealing from your joy of the things you normally like doing, but now have no energy for them. And I think that as a baseline of set of questions should be very easy. You could literally journal that like every Sunday, you know, when I am in higher states of overwhelm, um, I might do it several times a week in a journal, um, or I might visit it at, at, um, at night because I want to use the morning for creativity and output. So at night I might say, okay, like, you know, how am I doing? How am I feeling? What's, what's going on? Is there anything that is overwhelming me right now? Okay. What can I do better tomorrow? What can I remove? Um, you know, what are the things that I know I still need to do? Um, and then what are the things that no matter what I know I need to do because they bring me joy, that's where my cup keeps getting filled. So that way I have an infinite amount of energy to draw from. And, when you do that, especially at night, uh, I think you go into night even more. I mean, I sleep pretty soundly and peacefully, but like I feel like I sleep even more peacefully doing that um, because I'm just taking stock and in inventory. Listen, um, I, I, I get it. It's a practice. And I know most people say, well, I don't have that time. And oh, I'm doing all these things. And well, that's why you have the overwhelm. But more importantly, yeah, but you would do this for another person in a heartbeat. You know it. You know it. And you have. You've done this for other people. You have showed up for other people in a heartbeat no matter what. So the key is, can you treat yourself the exact same way you treat other people? Can you do that for yourself? Can you literally almost look at yourself like an, as another human being, you know, and like just tap into yourself and be like, hey, like, how you doing? What do you need? And almost just basically talk to yourself. And yes, it is in a very healthy way. So don't let anybody tell you otherwise. It's just the idea of you checking in with yourself and, um, you know, examining where the overwhelm is coming from and giving yourself advice simply the same way that you would give somebody else the time and energy and effort and advice. 
And so I leave that on you guys uh, for this episode. You know, you can write these down, you can journal them at night, or you can just talk them out loud. Like, hey, where am I feeling overwhelmed? You know, where are all the things that I'm doing? It's okay, you don't have to write. I don't want things to get in the way of you doing the things because you think that it's one more thing or that there's no time. I want you to do things because they're good for you, uh, they make you present, and it's a simple, efficient, quick task. Remember on the, la the last episode, right, we talked about, you know, can you do five minutes, just show up for five minutes and nothing else. When you're like, I did my five minutes, I'm out. And then if you add that five minutes up over three weeks, you'd be surprised at how quickly five turns into 10, turns into 20, turns into 30 and so forth, right? Um, it becomes a habit. It's easier with micro habits. So when life becomes overwhelming, the answer isn't more motivation. It's to begin subtracting. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in as always. Uh, please leave a five-star review on Apple along with a written review where it won't reveal the five-star review <laughs> without the written review as I, get, as I usually remind you guys. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to the show and the community and it also helps expand the reach uh, of and discovery of the show and I, I want um, as many people as possible to tune in and feel just whole <laughs> basically and and um and just bet on themselves value themselves more and um you know just trust themselves more so i appreciate you guys thank you for always tuning in and as always until next episode i'm out all right that's it we'll stop there for right now i hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way i want you to remember you do not need to fit in and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box the niche is you it always has been Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.